Dear baby girl, it's focus time. Today, I want to talk to you about what to focus on in order to achieve success and peace of mind. Now, for my listeners who have been with me for a while, what I'm about to say is not going to surprise you. For my new listeners, what I am going to say might surprise some, but you know what? It's this whole new way of thinking for you, and I want you to just just listen and see if it is for you. Okay? So, I want you to focus on what you can do, not what you can't. What did I tell you? My baby girls, are you surprised? <laughs> no. But I'm going to go into a little bit more depth, right, on this episode. You know, like, why does that concept work? And how you can apply it to, uh, like, an emotional like setting as well as a goal oriented setting okay um so during this episode of the podcast i'm going to be using two examples the first one is like goal oriented and for that i'm using the example of someone whose goal is to save up money so whether it be for a holiday or a big purchase or maybe they just want to save up for for the sake of having savings which is always a good idea and the second one is more focused on achieving better peace and happiness. And the reason I'm using these two examples is to show you how this formula can be adapted depending on the situation, right? So it can be used, like in my opinion, honestly, for goals and emotional well-being. I do want to say I recommend that you talk to a professional first to see if this is right for you because I'm not a mental health professional. But in this episode, baby girl, the the emotional example that I'll be using is mine. Like I'm going to to give some personal details. <laughs> I don't often do that, right? Like I'll I'll slip in a little here and then. Okay. Firstly, the reason I want you to focus on what you can do is so that you get a sense of accomplishment as you should right? A lot of us take for granted what we can already do. So we don't see that as an accomplishment, which is so sad because we can do it. Should we not feel accomplished about something that we already do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're going to focus on. You're going to focus on what you can do. Secondly, it allows you a higher chance of success baby girl you get a bigger higher more likely to succeed (laughs) chance of success because you are more likely to continue what you can what you can do right think about it if um okay remember i told you about my my goal to drink a ton of water right If I had started with, oh, I'm going to drink two liters uh, a day, I would have given up. I would have. Um, Do you remember what I started with? I started with one glass of water a day. And it's doable. But for the longest time, it was something I still had to, to focus on. Right? I feel like now, my goal every month, it's still like when I adjust, it's still only one glass of water. 
because I know if I do two, if I say to myself, I need to do a minimum of two glasses of water, I'm going to feel overwhelmed, <laughs> you know? Um, but I know if I've got my minimum of one glass of water and I feel like, okay, I've drunk it, it's good, I feel accomplished. I'm now starting to drink more water naturally, right? So now drinking that one glass of water is not so difficult at all. Whereas before it was, I struggled to finish that glass of water. And now I can down it in two sips, you know? So I focused on what I could do. I didn't focus on the fact that, oh, I'm not drinking enough water. Oh, I cannot drink two liters. I focused on, okay, one glass, minimum one glass a day right and it's been months and now slowly and for months i've been like uh, okay when i do my 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 monthly um goals um i i always think about the water because now it's not it still is where i have to think about it but i have noticed that i am drinking more than a glass on most days so maybe in the next month or two i might increase it to a glass and a half <laughs> because the last thing i want to do is push it to a point where it's too much and i just cannot right so it allows me to be more successful because had i started with two liters a day i was not drinking any water <laughs> i was coffee you know, I wouldn't have drunk. I wouldn't have drunk water. Number three, it helps you to feel more control of the situation, right? Have you ever been in a situation where you feel completely over overwhelmed, right? You feel like the rug or the carpet has been ripped out from underneath you. You don't know. Now, this is and from the emotional point of view you don't know whether to turn left or right look up or look down but if you focus on one small thing that you can do just one um that will help right uh so for example those of you who have been with me for years know that valentine's day is a difficult day for me because I lost my grandfather on Valentine's Day. And it's a, a loss that I've never, ever overcome. Um, and y yesterday, the 14th, today's the 15th, yesterday was his 20th. It was 20 years. And it just, I felt like the rug had been pulled out from under me. You know, it was painful. I um, I didn't realize it was a twenty. It was his twenty year, until I think the day before when I was like, "Hang on, I lost him when I was twelve. I'm thirty two. It's been twenty years." You know, so I felt like I, like I wasn't prepared to do something to commemorate him with. And I, I felt, well, very emotional, obviously. Um, 
my grandfather, as well as my grandmother that I lost recently in June, were like parents to me. And I do believe, baby girl, some, some death, some deaths of certain people, you will never overcome. You kind of have to learn to live with it. Other people dying, you do. Um, you are able to work through it and you are able to come to terms with it and accept their death and, and move forward. It doesn't mean you love, you know, the people that you were able to work through their death. It doesn't mean you love them any less than the others. It's, you know, it would be wonderful if I could have moved on from my grandfather's death. And, um, but it's okay. You know, he was an incredible man. He was such a funny storyteller. Um, he used to have me in stitches. He had such a, a naughty sense of humor. Um, not as by naughty, I don't mean, you know, uh, raunchy. I meant stuff like, okay, I'll give you a story. Um, and this wasn't even the personal stuff that I, I was planning on telling you. When I was a little girl, and I'm talking about like grade one, grade two, right? Uh, I used to travel with my grandparents, uh, my sibling, and two cousins. So it's grandparents with four grandkids only, right? Like we were all tiny, tiny. I was the oldest one being maybe grade seven or, or eight, the, the eldest. <laughs> Everyone else was way younger. The youngest one, the youngest cousin out of the four of us, um, was a baby. Now, I do have other cousins, but they were never allowed to come. And we're on a plane. <laughs> if you've ever been on a plane, you know they've got those little bottles of alcohol. <laughs> and my grandfather, I'll never forget this. He said to me, like, he whispers to me, ask them for, I can't remember which alcohol it was. <laughs> but I remember <laughs> when... Um, the air host he came and he I'll never forget the look on his face and he goes what would you like to drink and my grandfather's like go on tell him and I asked for this alcohol at age seven or eight and this man looks at my grandfather and he goes unfortunately we're not allowed to serve alcohol to minors and my grandfather burst into laughter and he goes, it's okay, it's for her dad. And, and I think, because I mean, my dad wasn't traveling with me. I think this man was in too much shock. He pulled out this little bottle and handed it, you know, the little bottle of alcohol and handed it to my grandfather. Oh gosh. Now, of course, I didn't drink, but I think my grandfather's sense of humor was, you know, <laughs> prank. That's pranks. That's pranking the the air host, which is hilarious, <laughs> you know. Okay, sorry, getting back to it helps you feel more in control of the situation. I wanted to do something for him, right? I didn't know. It was kind of literally the night before. I was feeling very emotional, very like the rug's been pulled out of from under me I should have like felt guilty because I I didn't realize and then I remembered you know what my grandmother had given me a necklace 
with angel wings in the shape of a heart. And in December, when after she passed away, I wore that to remember her. And I'm like, you know what? That's what this, this necklace is going to be for. I, I will wear it to remember him. I did do a little Facebook post as well, but I do that every year. Um, and it was, it was just something small. It was something I could do, you know. And I spoke to my sister about him. And it just felt good to remember him. And that, you know, something small that I could do, it helped me feel more in control of the situation. Like, okay, I did do something for him, you know. Number four, on why you should focus on what you can do and not what you can't. It helps you to build up easier. Because baby girl, it is easier to build up from what you can already do. Look at the water situation, right? Um, You know? It helps. Look at how I'm naturally building up, you know? Uh, I'm sure runners will tell you as well that, you know, especially long-distance runners, that they couldn't run however many kilometers they run. Maybe they started, you know, at 10 seconds, you know? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe they're naturally athletic. I don't know. But you know what I mean. Number five you gain confidence and then you're able to build from there right so for example um it's it, this kind of ties into number one where you get a sense of accomplishment you've always been able to do that right but now um whatever it is that you are doing the, the can do is becoming a habit and you're gaining confidence in it. And either you're going to have the confidence to branch out. Like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. Drawing, for example, right? Remember when you were small, like tiny little child, and we were learning how to draw? Do you remember how our squares kind of looked a little bit circle-ish, right? The lines weren't straight. But we were proud of it and we kept doing it. And eventually we could do a square. Not only could we do a square, we would put a triangle on that square and have a house. (laughs) Do you remember? Like everyone's done the the square triangle thing. And then we did that house all the time. If you were anything like me. Like, I don't know how many paintings I brought home from um, preschool and kindergarten where (laughs) I had this warehouse with them with the triangle roof and then I learned that next to the square I could add a rectangle and on top of the rectangle I could put a little bit of an an angled line and now I have uh well for kindergarten a 3d house (gasps) then once I branched out I did that often enough then maybe my little windows started having curtains. Do you know what I mean? Like you gain confidence and you can build from there and you feel confidence. And then eventually I had clouds in my pictures. I had grass. Do you know what I mean, baby girl? Sometimes what we lack is confidence to try new things. 
What's the worst that could happen? Fail? You fail? Right? Okay, but you've got the confidence. You know you can do you know you can do that square. You rock at making that square house. So if you maybe tried a triangle instead of a rectangle next to the square. Okay, you don't like it, whatever, but you know you can still do the square house. Do you know what I mean? You you know that square house looks good, even without that little thing. And maybe you try something else again because, oh, you tried that. Uh, wasn't your thing. Or maybe you didn't like the, the rectangle thing. Maybe you just liked your house, you know, looking the way it did. Maybe your house didn't need a garage <laughs> or, you know, an extra window or whatever you drew there. Maybe um, you branched out. Maybe after seeing what it looked like, you don't like that. So you branch out and in that space, you learn how to draw a car, a rectangle car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you never know. But you've always got that confidence of, I can do it. I can do shapes. I can adapt. Do you know what I mean, baby girl? Okay, now I'm going to use um, the concept of do what you can and not on what you cannot. And I'm going to give you the two examples separately. I'm going to start off with the emotional one. Okay, and it's got nothing to do with my grandfather. That was a little bonus. I wasn't even planning on talking about him. (laughs) Okay. So on the emotional side, I kept getting triggered by someone. And I used this mentality to come up with a mini plan. Right? So um, at first, that plan was... um, Let me see how am I going to put this because since I'm sure the person stalks me and listens to the podcast even though they're not supportive of it this person has made very clear that they're not supportive of it but they've at the same time made it obvious that they listen which is so sad I won't go into too much detail but I'll I'll have to kind of I'll kind of have to like twist it not twist it I'll kind of have to disguise it you know what I mean? But this is what I did, right? This person who would always attack me, like for the pettiest things, baby girl, but was always trying to get a reaction out of me. And I always gave it to them, right? First, I had to figure out the pattern of their actions, right? And I had to go, okay, when they do this, I feel triggered. When they do this, I get upset and I had to make the deliberate choice to walk away and do something fun. That is something I could do. So whether it be music, chit chat with friend or Bible study, you can do it. Anything, for me it was anything not to get sucked into their toxic mess, right? Because this person is very toxic and this person (laughs) has a lot of issues. And I used to get sucked into this. I used to get so sucked into this, baby girl. Um, goodness, it's it's so sad. <laughs> and honestly, I feel a little cringe and embarrassed that I used to get sucked into it. And 
I still kind of do sometimes, but I'm getting better at it because I have a plan. I walk away, baby girl. I distract myself. I put on, I've got a specific song that I use to like cheer me up. Um, that was the first thing, right? Um, oh, and I, I do have a, a friend that I can talk to for like sometimes it's not even talking about what that person did but sometimes it's talking about a distraction right so um you know maybe you call up your friend and you're like hey listen i'm in a bad mood can we you know talk about jokes or can we talk about you know this movie i'm looking forward to watching or did you see the latest episode of this and that show do you know what i mean just like a distraction that's just as good you need to get yourself into a positive headspace because when you're in that toxic mess, in their toxic mess, and you're in what I call like the tornado, right? You, there's no way you can see straight if, you're, if your head is spinning and you're spinning in this tornado of toxic. Um, and you cannot be logical. So you need to walk away. You need to find some way to gain clarity on that. Then... From there, right, once I figured out how to kind of detach myself somewhat, um, I started asking myself, well, why does this particular action or this person, why is this triggering? Why is this upsetting? And I started noticing a pattern, right? And I started going, oh, okay, so this... And now, when that person starts to um, attack, I find I do not get as triggered. I still do baby girl. I'm still human. I'm still working on it. But I still kind of, it's getting better. And then, but when that happens, I'm able to, to go. I listen to, to my music. I'll have a chit chat. Um, Bible study has actually been really good because believe it or not, God has an amazing way of leading you to um, where in the Bible to study that will help you with your current situation. It is amazing. And sometimes it's got nothing to do with that other person, believe it or not. But the biggest thing that has helped me is not has nothing to do with that person. It's got to do with me and my inner work. I've had to, yes, identify what it is about them that triggers me like what are they doing that triggers me and then I take that information and I go and I ask myself why does this trigger me and I pray about it and I'm working through it and it's not always easy and no you're not always going to to come out of um out of there like half an hour later going oh this is why oh this is why sometimes sometimes it's that quick right but like I said I've said in the past I've had uh, a question going, why does this bother me? And it took me about a year or two to answer, right? But we need to continually be doing inner work. We need to continually be seeing, why does this upset me? Why, like, is it something from my past? Because sometimes, not always, but sometimes when someone is triggering us, right, it's usually because of, uh, not because of them, but usually because of something that's happened before that's maybe conditioned our brain. You know, sometimes it is the person. Maybe sometimes a person is a horrible person. <laughs> but 
sometimes it's even you. I've had that before where I'm like, why does this upset me? Like, where did this start? And then I realize, oh, it started with me. <laughs> it's like, why am I like this? I know recently um, I went through a phase where I just felt very irritable and very angry all the time. And I couldn't figure out why. And it had nothing to do with anybody else. Even though I felt like, okay, well, this person's really making me mad. It had nothing to do with that person. It had something to do with with me and, and needing to build my relationship with Heavenly Father more. You know, and the moment... Um, so I had prayed, prayed and God had led me to a specific... Um, um, scripture to study you know and as soon as I obeyed God the answer came to me like oh is this what I need to do to and to let go of the anger I needed in essence I needed to learn to trust God more with this one situation and the moment I did the moment I surrendered to God the anger kind of just melted away you know and it had nothing to do with with the other people in my life nothing um i do suggest though baby girl if you can get a therapist if you can afford it go for it if not does your local church have a counseling program that you can attend or do you just have to rely on on your own programs um and by your own programs i mean kind of follow reputable psychologists you know maybe on youtube or maybe there's something online like a free resource online and you know but continuously do the work and i but listen this is the most important i strongly recommend doing this with jesus don't don't go without him even if you do go the therapist route do you know what i mean pray you need jesus like we need him there's no way we could survive without him nothing so baby girl by focusing on what i can do i could i could have said well i'm angry there's nothing i can do about it i've tried everything there's nothing i can't do anything about it or what did I do? I was like, what can I do about it? I'm feeling mad right now. I'm going to go be by myself. I'm going to go pray. I'm going to go listen to music. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Do you know what I mean? Um, or I could have been like, oh, this person, oh, they are just horrible. They're triggering me. They're upsetting me. I want nothing to do with them. Okay. That's fine to do that too. But then I could have gone, there's nothing I can do about it, which not really true. I could be like, okay, I'm so upset right now. I'm going to listen to music. Okay, now I'm, I'm feeling calmer. Now what else can I do? I can ask myself why. Don't know the answer. Okay, that's fine. I'll ponder on, on it. I'll pray about it. You know, um, that's something we can always do, by the way, is we can always pray. Always. All right, now for the second example, the goal-orientated one. Remember what our goal was? Um, the example was 
creating a budget for a purchase or just for savings. Um, the first thing you can do is you can look at, at your finances and you can actually create a budget. There's so many resources, like the every dollar one. If, if you don't want to use that, I'm sure there's so many others. Create a budget, right? And a budget basically is taking your income and allocating what it's going to go for. Believe it or not, without this, we have no idea how much we actually spend. We have no idea. We can guesstimate, but a lot of us are really, really off, you know. We can always create a budget. Always. And that's allocating our finances to to different areas, right? Then you can see where you can cut down spending. Or as I like to call it, relocating money. So instead of thinking, oh, I can't spend on takeout this month. Why are you focusing on can't? You can. Um, you're not... You, you're not buying takeout because you can't. You're using that money for something else this month, right? It's a shift in mindset and it makes a big difference. So if you have, um, if you have $20 that you can go and get takeout with, and that's what you normally do, but now you want to save for something, you can go, well, I have $20. Do I want to buy takeout or do I want to save for the holiday? Or do I want to save for, for a house? Or do I want to save for an emergency fund? I've, I've got the $20. Where do I want to put it? I can put it anywhere. Do I want to start a fund and maybe put $10 towards the house and $10 towards the um, takeout? And then maybe next month I can do the same thing and then I can get takeout next month? Or where do I... I want to put the $20. Do you know what I mean? It's a mindset. It's not, oh, I can't get takeout this month because I need to save. It's, I get to save. I can save. I can do what I want with my money. I'm in control. I'm choosing to save. Do you know what I mean? And then you can see where you can get extra income. Now, this not might be, this might not be, yeah, that's right. Oh my goodness. This might not be like a steady second income or a second job because I really do not think that's realistic for everyone. But could you perhaps look at like reward systems, you know, um, like surveys that pay, right? Um, cards that, that offer better rewards. So if you're using your credit card in any case, right? Look at which credit card you have um, if you have a, like I have a master and a visa, my master offers cash back, which is great. But for what I'm saving for the visa offers points and I can use the points, um, towards holidays, right? That's one of my current goals. So I'm going to be using the visa because that is going to be like, let's say the goal was to save for a holiday, right? Using the visa on everyday things like, um, you know, your groceries and when you do like Amazon shopping, when you go and put in gas in your car. But baby girl, 
when you use your credit card, the, the one tip I can give you is if it's not in your account, don't use your card on it and pay it off straight away, right? So for example, if I've only got $20 in my account, I cannot use my card for $22. Do you know what I mean? It has to be for 20 or below. Um, and then what about like, you know, free samples? There's sample source. There's um, so many sites that you can join to get free samples of things that'll cut down on your budget. Um, either you save, either you get free groceries, either they'll send you a coupon to make it cheaper or you get free things to try. And sometimes the sample sizes are big enough that you don't have to then buy it and you can use it as a full meal or, you know, um, what else have I gotten? I've gotten, um, I've gotten snacks <laughs> that I can then use, you know, for my son for school, for example, you know, saves a little money. It really does, you know. And what about other reward systems, right? Like uh, your grocery store, do, do they offer a good re reward system? Can you cash in afterwards? You know, I know my grocery store has an amazing reward system. It really does. Um, and it's not a second income, but it's still saves it's still like i think it's incoming right like if you get a free sample of rice that's incoming that's grocery money that now you don't have to go buy that like rice you've got it there do you know what i mean um it's just all these little things and then you go oh, okay i got this i can put this into my meal this would cost i, I would buy it this would cost a dollar fifty, so you can put your dollar fifty now to save if you want, right? Baby girl, I want you to put aside if you are saving, if your goal is to save money, put away fifty cents, even if that's all you can put away, right? I don't want you to say, I I don't have. I, no, let me rephrase rephrase this. Don't have the I can't save and 50 cents is nothing attitude. Instead, I want you to save it and say, I saved money this month because you did. 50 cents might seem like nothing, but it adds up over time. You know me, baby girl. Save one cent if you need to. That's fine. I've honestly, I've put, um, I've put like, 10 cents into something once into a saving once i've put a dollar into it there's no shame it adds up it honestly does you know and when you're saving for a goal think about what you, there's so many things you can do can you sell something this facebook marketplace is all these you know but be careful be very careful no do you have absolutely no knowledge on even how to start a budget what can you do oh <gasps> Could you watch some videos on YouTube to increase your knowledge? What can you apply? Apply it. There's no shame. There's so there are so many different videos on 
on financial literacy. So many different ways of of doing your money. But baby girl, this doesn't just apply to money. Do you know what I what I recently I recently got some um, secondhand blinds for my office, right? And um, I've never put up blinds. I have no idea how to put up blinds. I was watching a bunch of videos on how to put up blinds. Um, my saving grace so far is um, my husband's tools are in the shed and it's snowed out and we can't get to the shed. So in the meantime, what can I do? I can keep watching videos. I can build my confidence. I can get to know <laughs> get to know these blinds. I can look at them. I can try and figure out how how to do it. There's I can still learn and then I've asked him because I want to put it up. I've asked him to be my um my voice instructions. <laughs> so I told him to if he doesn't mind to just be in the room with me while I do it and that way if I'm starting to go wrong he can go no (coughs) no not there (laughs) do this do that I can do that I've never done it I have no idea how to use tools I know it requires I think a drill I think yeah a drill (laughs) um but I'm learning and see, I didn't even know it needed a drill before. So that's what I can do. That's knowledge that I've applied into my head knowing I need a drill. And the last one, baby girl. If you've got financial goals, pay your tithe. Let me tell you why. Baby girl, um, I have such a strong testimony with tithing, right? Um choose a church that you belong to right i personally my church is online because it's based in the usa i am in canada but i do attend weekly and i pay i pay tithing online right um so what i what i've noticed and because it's happened far too too frequently I cannot say it is a coincidence. It's not. I I believe it's God. Um, so what I've noticed is when I do pay tithing, financially, I somehow seem to be far more blessed than when I'm not paying tithing. I, I don't know how else to explain it. I have paid... Um, I've gone through periods in my life where I've paid tithing and where I've not paid tithing, right? And whenever I've paid tithing, I've always found that I've been okay. Financially, I've been good. I've been blessed. And then when I haven't paid tithing, that's when it's times of we have to be really, really tight. It's we have to like really budget and it's it's stressful and money runs out. Whereas for some reason when I do tithe you know money just seems to be enough so I advocate for paying your tithe (laughs) pay you know 
payer ten percent to the church. But baby girl, whatever you do, please remember you can do it. Focus on what you can do, and you will see how soon you will be able to conquer the impossible. Believe in yourself. I believe in you. I love you forever. Bye. Thank you.